11 o'clock comics episode 219 <laughs> <laughs> this episode well, is part, part of the beautiful well, well, played by Jason Woods <laughs> <laughs> well, you can also you can almost stick the boo in there. Oh, boo! The boo. That's um. You guys are are accepting things right now, right? No, I got a. Uh, hey, from Legend of Zelda. Here. Uh, <laughs> if, you know, if anyone out speaking of Legend of Zelda, if anybody out there sees Minish Cap. <laughs> Or the, the uh, Minish Cap. I think it's called Minish Cap or Minch Cap. The kids are looking for it, they can't find it anymore. Ah, oh, shit. It's just requesting something now. You, no, really. You, what is you, it? For min- the next six months. Is it min- Minish Cap or something? It's a Zelda game with Cap in the title. And they, they don't in, uh, sell it on the virtual downloads. They you, To get it used, you have to be the first in line when it gets in because it's it doesn't stay there long. The kids want it. I can't find it. I need to get it. Really? Yes. Minch Dude, cap. Represent. Come on. I got six six copies over here. Nice. No, you don't. You lie. I just I just sent y'all I just sent y'all a link to this tattoo I I shot this weekend. It is it is the most badass comic book tattoo. There's a there's a Rocketeer sleeve that I've seen of the Dave Stevens Rocketeer. This is right there with it. I mean, it is amazing. Wow. Wow, Flicker, way to uh, take forever to load. I call it fucker. Yeah, I'm about to. That's what I always, always say, you fucker. The L.I. <laughs> the wow. L.I. is real close. Yeah. I think we've exhausted our musical interlude. Hey, everybody. What's, the, cl- the, music, what, hey. what's the music for this week? I can't tell you. <laughs> you have to listen. Do you, you really want to do the downloads, Chris? No, do you really want to know? I mean, I could tell you. Yeah, I would love uh, the intro is uh, from a band called Bondage Fruit. Damn, it's old school. And yeah. and going out, it's Brian Eno. Oh, nice. Wow. All right. Yeah, Eno. I love uh, Eno. Have you still not um, tried out the Wilco? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I, I need to hook you up with, with some Wilco. Oh, later Wilco, not early, because you won't. I don't think you like the early Wilco. Too jangly? Too alt-country. Oh, um, Ooh, no. that's right yeah. up his alley. Yeah, they got they got much more like audio experimental. Nice, um, I like that. You, yeah, you you'd like Yankee Foxtrot Hotel and Price Summer Teeth. Um, you would like both of those. I just got my Summer Teeth, by the way. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Eleven o'clock comics. Boom, Vince B. Yes, you are, and I'm Coat <laughs> fan. You you are, and I'm uh, I'm David Price. I sat next to Jeff Tweedy's dad at a concert. We got drunk together. It was great. And you <laughs> are. <laughs> He's my boo. And who is he? What is his yes. name? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, do your thing, man. I did already. I said it was Wayne we, Newton. No, we, we, didn't, hear we didn't hear it. Oh, yeah. I'm so disgusted right now. <laughs> 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 he said Oh, no, you are not Wayne Newton pursuing the Beverly D'Angelo all hot and heavy, and rightly so. Uh, 
She used to be. I, you know, for an, for a, a woman of age, oh, she no. still looks good. Say, no, she does not, dude. dude watch, watch an episode of Law and Order. She does not. Uh, what's this Law and Order? Entourage, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, if you have the HBO, you can watch Entourage. For oh, my God. Uh, she is Angelos. She is frozen in time in in vacation. Thank that's, you. So I want to wish that that's you how could I charter a jet and land it on her ass these days. <laughs> or her chin. That doesn't right. that doesn't squelch the inner beauty. That Beverly D'Angelo <laughs> inner. Ah, it's not even worth Rose it. You are not <laughs> Wayne <laughs> Newton, known to his friends as Fig. You are Jason Wood, everybody, and this is Eleven O'clock Comic, sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge, Wamba. unbelievably deep discounts. You can't even see the bottom of the discount pool when you're looking down into it. That's how deep it is. 35 to 75% off your favorite funny books, and they have these spotlight specials every month where they carefully hand-select books and give them an even steeper discount. It's discount. It's amazing. I hear the discounts can go as low as 75%. I need a discount. Discount comic book (laughs) service. DCB service. Is that that how Little Jim or whatever his name was? Buckwheat. Is that a discount? Little Jim. Little Joe. (laughs) Joe. Yeah. Thank you very much. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Come on, let's just do it. It's it's very unprofessional at this point. Come on, back on the horse. At this point. At this point. Back what on the horse. What episode is this? Two nineteen. Blue wild, gentlemen. I think I think I think this is a clip episode. That's what's going to end up happening. Now, clip okay. show. Oh, shit. On this one. Somebody called Derek Coward. At it, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do it it's gonna be great what i'm drinking is mingling there you go yep move uh, it. uh david how about you uh i am having some este the six grapes wine Ooh. it's pretty tasty pretty tasty there it are some grapes to drink grapes. there are six grapes in here and each one is slowly kicking my ass i'm enjoying it good what for you what are the six grapes? The six grapes are uh, Groucho, Marco, Chico, Zeppo, <laughs> Maestrel, uh, Tempranillo, Syrah, Merlot, uh, Garnacha, and Vince's favorite Cabernet Sauvignon. All right, so it's a red. Yes, it is a red. Of course, it's, it's a red. red. It's, it's a red blend. All yes. right, uh, Mister uh, Mister Wood. I figure you're drinking like a Singapore sling or something um, inspired from your trip to, to Vegas. <laughs> Incorrect, sir. No. Oh. What are you drinking? I am drinking the champagne of beers. <laughs> really? <laughs> drinking mm. a high life, huh? I am drinking Miller I High Life, baby. I really, really like their new um, cans. The design. <laughs> too, that's what I'm drinking, the cans. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I had a <laughs> Had a six pack. I, I drank about ten Miller High Life's this weekend. Wait a minute! Doesn't that violate your paleo diet? Uh, you know, I'm taking the weekends off. <laughs> the beginning of the end. What? You're, now you're taking the weekends off. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm taking every other Thursday. I'm, 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 I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty on target during the week. Uh, I'm down. 
25 pounds. That's what I'm going to say. You Look lost your you. weight. It doesn't matter. Now go eat like a human being well, now. No, I'm, da- I'm down 25. I want to lose another 15. Holy and, shit. Yeah, and then I'll be at like my high school weight. And then, uh, yeah, I'm working out three times a week with Sal. Plus, uh, Marta and I are playing tennis now. And, you know, I'm doing the softball a couple times a week. So, yeah, staying active on the weekend, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I can, uh, you know, have a few beers and still watch what I eat. So, yeah, that it was Pride Weekend in in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. So, um, so we're hanging out at Pride Parade this weekend. And, uh, and yeah, I had a few beers, so it was. Hey, it's a parade of except <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> what? Go ahead, snicker, snicker. A parade of acceptance. That's fine. <laughs> I'm all down, down for that. Now there were eight hundred thousand people at this parade this weekend. A it lot was, of homos. It was crazy. God. <laughs> oh my god! Did you just say that? God. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, man, we go back to nineteen thirty. It's not, uh, you know, live in the same state as Rick and Rick Santorum. <laughs> it's true. You just said that. I read it. No, I was just kidding. Just like you can, uh, you know, uh, being being a homo, right? Hey, God loves the homos. Uh, he he does. No, I was just you know I'm kidding. Um, I read a forum post. It wasn't on our forum, but it was a forum post today, and uh, this is, the topic was um, that whole brouhaha in Penn State. And uh, somebody about the, uh, about the 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 uh, Sandusky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, uh, got, and, and that entire state school covering up the um, right, uh, right destruction of children. Yeah. It's, it should be closed, the, uh, but you'll never see that. I think I, they should bomb the school. Bomb them? Bomb them. This no, is going to go really well with what I'm going to I think they should give the football uh, program the death sentence for about yeah, 10 years. At least, right. I agree. I agree because uh, it, it, there's a lot of, of uh, scarred kids, but that's not what we want to talk about. What was I going to say? I don't know. What the hell was the other Marx Brothers name? Was it like Flubble? Groucho, Zeppo, Harpo. Zeppo, Groucho. Gummo. That's the one. Gummo. So it's yeah. Chico, yeah, Harpo, Groucho, Gummo, and, and Zeppo, right? Yeah. Was there any more? Yep. We had a kitten. We had a cat named Zeppo back in the day. Did you really? Yep. I th- they should have one called Flubbo. That's because I like the name. Flubbo. Flubbo. <laughs> Do we want right. to talk about some comics? Yeah, but I want to get a bad one out of the way first, real quick. I'm well, not gonna. I'm not gonna get into it real let's, deep because let's start out with some shit. No, really, yes. and then we'll work our way up. Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to get too deep into it because honestly, it doesn't deserve it. Uh, it is by a master of the craft. I don't think there will mm. be, be any denying that he's oh. a master. Uh, oh. Came out from IDW. Oh, okay. Have any of you read John Burns' Trio Number One? Yes. Oh. No. Uh, I I was sad after reading this comic. Really, <laughs> I, re- I I mean, you guys know I really like Cold War, which I thought was for for like now for like 2012 John Byrne. I really liked it. So, um, and and Jason, you may think that my um, dismay with the book stems from the overabundance of narration. I mean, it, this reads like an old school Marvel comic. 
maybe say 82 83 everything yes. is described in uh, in in, in disgusting detail yes uh, this character goes over here and does this and this happens and someone fires a gun at him and he ducks and it's like john i i you know i i don't like captionless comics where they just let the the the, the contents of the panel tell the story i i'm that leaves me a little cold. I like a little bit of nudging by by the author, but this is just, it's crazy. It's the balance of the written word and the visual storytelling. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, and that's that wasn't the thing that caused me the most discomfort in this book. Um, th- it was this, him talking about homos? No, the story's old hat. Uh, you have an unknown supergroup of, uh, unknown to the reader anyway. We're introduced to three superpowered people named one, two, and three, which the, um, uh, 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 I hesitate to call him a journalist. A reporter has nicknamed Rock, Paper, and Scissors in lieu of, in light of their powers. One can be, the woman can become real paper thin. And they were defeated every time by a super. And, <laughs> and, and stretch. Uh, one guy grows blades on his hands. His hands turns into blades. So he's scissors. Uh. And the rock guy is, he's made of rock. But the thing that bothered me the most about this book is, I don't know whose decision it was to do this, John's or, uh, the colorist, um, Rhonda Pattison. <laughs> they dropped a textured. What is prime tonight? Yeah. <laughs> They drop a textured bitmap behind the rock character oh, no. in, oh, no. in every panel, and it's really? disturbingly it's bad. It is. It's awful. And Man, I, would, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it <sighs> if. if no, really, I wouldn't mind it if the shadows on the bitmap matched the the shadowy areas on the body, but they don't. It, it, it's, 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 just, just, it's just a, a bad marriage of digital. Yes. And, yeah, and, it, and I'll tell you, in, in most instances, it kills John's line. You, 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 it obscu- totally obscures the line in, in some because, places. Because, you know, the line is still pretty good. Oh, it's damn good. It's John Byrne. It's, it's, it's still, still good. He's not as, as elegant, but that was yeah. Terry Austin. Yeah. Is, yeah, is, and that, is, yeah Castle, is, he, is he lettering himself still? Um, he created, written, and drawn by John Byrne, colors by Rhonda Patterson, lettering by Robbie Robbins. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. A synonym, but okay. Or I, don't know. I, I don't know. Synonym. But yeah. there, there was a, an alternate cover, retailer incentive cover, which was drawn by Byrne and inked by Joe Sinnott. And if you drop a bitmap under the inks of Joe Sinnott, that's just a plain crime what is terry austin still around yes yeah, he's working for archie he's oh, doing yes. sonic he is. sure yeah oh. wait what's he doing sonic the hedgehog uh-huh. oh i need ch- you know i need to listen to vince more often That's oh what boy it is. you do but but serious and you and the, the, the most books. the most telling aspect of this book is on the cover you naturally it's a self-cover by the way which is really strange for an idw book mm-hmm. um on the cover it's obviously colored on the back, you get just the black and white line art, and the difference is astounding. Back in the black, black and white image looks great. The cover looks like poop. Yeah. Kill the bit. Well, it's too late now. They can't kill the bitmap because they started the first issue with it, and they only have what three or four issues, Jason, to go. I think this is a, a four or three issue. Uh, you know series. what? I got to be honest with you. I read the first issue and disliked it so much I didn't plan on reading anymore. Yeah. Wow! But didn't you? pre-order them 
I want him to go back to no, do, I didn't. Oh, Cold, okay. Yeah, go back to Cold War. It was actually pretty pretty good. Well, no, I mean, his next man is is fantastic. I didn't read oh. Cold War, obviously, but from what you say, that's good. Mm-hmm. This, this is just no. I mean, it, it, it was good nineteen late sixties, early seventies style espionage, and he seems to you know. And that's the thing is, and I think we can all agree that Byrne <laughs> is kind. Jesus would is kind of stuck in in time. Um, yes. st- stylistically and from a lot of a lot, a lot a lot of his opinions are of an era so do an era book that's but that's, but that's okay to be stuck in that era because yeah. that's that's who he is he's john Byrne. he he yeah. he he revolutionized the comic industry in his time yes. and now you now he continues to create good stories i mean the story in this book is not all that bad it's nothing we haven't seen before we have a a sea dweller named nautilus who who surfaces and starts you know throwing down on on the on the city uh, ak also like um namor i mean you've you've read all this before so but it's john burns and yeah. and it it's it's fun but the production on this is just strange, just really weird decisions that were made that I don't understand. When you have a a, a talent of the of Burns caliber, you yeah. know, producing it, why? Why would you do it? Whatever. But well, I can't recommend it. Trio number one didn't dig of, it. But but for IDW and and production, there's there's one book that came out this week that I uh, don't I know. Yeah. Are you, uh, what was that? I, I, you're gonna kill no, me. I don't. I don't have it yet. I don't have uh, it yet. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I'm. All right. Oh, you did, uh, you you ordered the Born Again Artist the, Edition? I'm, I'm going to order it on on Friday unless one of you guys want to buy it for me. <laughs> what well, you can or, order it now? I mean, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I think you can still get it from IDW. Yeah, you can get wow. it from IDW. It's I think 125 bucks. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. See that. Th- Dude, That's it's really Mazzucchelli Miller, one of the best Daredevil stories of all time. I know, and I already own it in multiple formats. Do I? Do I? You really? don't, own, don't own it in this format. Yeah, yeah, that, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Honestly, I don't need it in this format. I, uh-huh. I love it. I love it. And you don't. And, you don't. You don't want to look at the original art. No, not really. I, I. I. see as much the, of an art, art junkie as you are. No, it. It, it would take. Someone really special to get me to order one of those artist editions and joke. David fucking Mazzucchelli. I know, right? Uh, it's not not big, not enough magnitude. No, uh, Joe Kubert. Mazzucchelli is not enough magnitude. That's what I'm. No, that's what I'm saying. He's he is. He's one of the great greats. But uh, a Kirby or Dude, a you Kubert. Know a, you know a Kirby one's gonna be coming, right? Yeah. Well, I, I my hands are tied on that one. I need to get it. A Kirby Commandy would be great, but Mazzucchelli's like you know, for, for my for my money anyway. I think he's one of like the top ten all time greats. Yeah, he is. He's fantastic, but I I don't need it. That's the thing. I I I want it. Fair enough. Fair enough. There, there, you know, there's there's that fine but, line what, between want and need. What were you going on about on Twitter today about some? Oh yeah, there, there's a, a a retrospective art book uh, on Hans Bach. Who uh, did covers for Weird Tales and Spot Illustrations uh, that appeared in Castle of Frankenstein magazine and all over the place? I mean, the guy's fantastic, and, and has a style somewhere along the lines of uh, Virgil Finlay, 
by way of Lovecraft. I mean, it's a really unique style. Um, his, his shading techniques are amazing. He, stipple and, and pointillism and just the guy's stuff is gorgeous, but he has a really unique way of rendering the human body. And it's, it's just gorgeous and a little bit strange. His, his people are extended. His, his, the facial features are elongated. It's just, when you see, do a Google search for Hans Bach, H-A-N-N-E-S-B-O-K. And, uh, in this issue of previews, there's a gigantic 450 plus page book featuring his art, but the damn thing is, what was, what did I say? $150? $250? One, 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 yeah, so it, it it's very expensive, you know, okay. and I'll tell you exactly. I mean, if anybody cares, uh, it's it, adding something like that to the to my order would mean that I have to cancel pretty much everything else. It's I just I don't want to spend that much every month on comic books, you know, regardless of what they are. Uh, but I'll tell you exactly. It is from. Come on. It's from. It doesn't say who's it's from, but it's 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 four hundred fifty pages. Pissed as well, and one hundred fifty dollar, which is a lot of money for a book. That is a lot of money. Yeah, in one one shot. Yeah. Well, yes. I was. Uh, I went. I stopped by the Strand the other day. Oh, I love that place. It's a great place for those. Yeah. It's a wonderful old school bookstore in uh, in downtown Manhattan that is. like floor to ceiling books like it's uh it's, oh. it's it's a magical place but uh they have a whole ta- tashin section and uh, out of I print was checking stuff? it out but what's that out of print stuff too or just you know i don't big, well I, I don't know you would i mean it was a whole section with hundreds of different titles so I'm, i mean i'm inclined to say yes but i, I wouldn't oh. know that for sure awesome. um and 15% off but uh but the stuff is still pretty pricey yeah, yeah. Well, you, so you know I what? You, and I, I'm contradicting myself, but you get what you pay for with Tashin. And, and yeah, a lot no, of their a, a lot of their titles fall under the Tashin 25. I mean, it's been like what five years since their 25th anniversary, probably more. <laughs> but they still are celebrating their 25th anniversary by uh, targeting certain titles under the Tashin 25 banner, and they are disgustingly cheap. Like you, you can get a, a 300-page hardcover art book for 14.95. I think the men's magazines art book we talked about back in the day. Those are was, awesome. Yeah, men's, that men's was, magazines. Yeah, they're that ridiculously was cheaply awesome. There's so, two of them. You know why there's two of them? There was the regular edition that was 39.99, and there was the Tashin 25 edition, which was a, a, a pared-down version of it for 14.99. But if you had the pared-down version, you would be completely satisfied, like Dave Windorf was. So they're both good. Right. They're both yeah. good. And Windorf, by the way, calls me, leaves me a message, and tells me that fuck everyone, go see Le- or uh, um. Prometheus. Uh, Prometheus, that it's a visual experience that you need to you, you need to have in the theaters. That the story is fine, but go see it in the theaters. It's oh, a there. visually, it's amazing. So right now, but I will be. Yeah, yeah. So he was. Um, he he said it just looked amazing. And yeah, there are some Aliens fans that that might be taken aback by it, but said go go see it so it happens yeah it's on it's on my list of things to do this weekend i I don't see it um giving aliens fans pause any more than alien three or four (laughs) 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 you know predator 
Well, that wasn't actually that bad. Fun, fun, fun movies. Let's so let elevate. Somebody take it, take it up from here. Oh, I'm drinking bourbon, by the way. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I was just like, oh, I'm just drinking some beam, which is actually along the uh, the the paleo diet. It's like red wine and then bourbon are not as offending. So, comics talk them. Comics. What are you guys talking yes. about? Uh, actually, I know Jason just finished something that I can uh, team up with him on that uh, Archaea published, reprinted from the French. Oh, I know what it is. Oh, a, uh, it was it was reprinted as a ten issue miniseries, but two hardcovers. Which I believe a sequel was. Did a sequel come out last year, or is it still? Volume four is offered in this uh, edition of previews. I only read the first ten. We're talking about okay. the cover. Um, so I only, I only have, I've, I'm only up to those 10 issues that were reprinted. Same here. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, I read the second hardcover, um, which I had picked up a long time ago at one of those awesome Archaea, uh, uh, on sale. I sometimes have, you know, buy, buy two, get one free. Sometimes they have buy, buy two, get three free. They have all sorts, but it's always a good, good time. Um, it, it's a uh, French comic. Uh, I believe the French title is La Tour. And uh, it's by a gentleman named, well, he goes by the name Mats, M A T Z. Uh, and the artist is Luc Jacquemont. Nice. Um, it's, uh, it's a story about uh, a very, uh, a as you might tell from the title, a professional assassin. Um, and he's like uh, cool as ice, you know. He's he's a very average-looking guy. He's uh, kind of balding, wears glasses, uh, relatively unassuming. Kind of reminded me when I read the first hardcover and was first exposed to the character. Reminded me of um, the Jean Reno character from The Professional. Yeah, yeah. That's I you think know? that's that's a problem if you're going to talk about a hitman or an assassin. Not, but but yeah, a, a professional hitman who who stalks his prey and, and has a plan. I think. Depending on when you were born or or what medium you you prefer, I think anything like this is going to be compared or likened to the professional or Leon the professional. Yeah, yeah, and this is supposedly being turned into a movie directed by David Fincher. Yes, uh, for what it's worth. Although I think that's been in the works for a while, so you never know until it's out. But um, and I have to say, I didn't realize that the until I read the second volume recently, that it it was a, con- a direct continuation of the first volume, um, so it it took it would it was a little bit. I mean, I read the first volume years ago, so it was it had been a few years since I read this character or the world, so it took me a little bit of kind of going with it to get reacclimated to some of the nuances, because they certainly. I mean, it's it's issues five through ten, as David said, of a ten issue arc, and so they do assume that you've you're relatively up to speed as to what happened in the four issues to start the series. So just be, be forewarned to anyone that might be interested that, that you definitely want to um, have at least if, if you haven't read the first volume in a while that you, you're, you're at least passively familiar or remember what happened. Um, this isn't like a, um, like a, a version of criminal or something where each, each volume is it's sort of its own story. Um, it, the difference with this one is that in, in the first one you're introduced to him and he's very much a loner 
And he talks a lot about how that's why he's so successful, that he can blend in, that he has no ties. And again, this is not unfamiliar territory. If you've ever seen any type of you know, professional assassin movie or any kind of fiction like that, I mean, it's, it's a pretty typical characterization, right? You know, this guy that's good at his job because he's a loner and he's disciplined and he doesn't ever get tied down someplace. Um, and that's this guy, you know, he's, and he's, you know, the quote unquote best at what he does, but, um, as, as is often the case in these stories, he gets pulled a caper that is much more complicated than he expects. And he also starts building some relationships, um, in, in the volume that, that David and I just read, he, um, he makes some enemies in the first volume. And as a result of these enemies, he's asked by the person who he wronged in the first four issues uh, to work for for them and to make up the debt they feel he owes them by uh, committing some assassinations for them with the idea that once he does enough jobs for them, he'll his debt will be forgiven and they won't go after him. Um, and the only caveat to that is that they have to, he has to take along as a protege the um, crime lord's uh, is it his son or his his nephew? His, I don't his, remember. Uh, well, it's it's the uh, the godfather. He keeps referring to him as his godfather. Right, right. So, right. It's 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 some some you know paternal you know type of relationship. But it's a younger guy who's being groomed to be this cartel's own assassin. But he's he's not really experienced in it yet. So they want they want to they want the killer to teach him how to how to do his, do what he do. Um, and. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it, the interesting thing is he also then has a, f- a woman that he's been sleeping with that he ends up getting quite involved with emotionally, which is a new twist for him. He also becomes friends with a disgraced ex-cop. Um, and this all takes place in France, by the way. Um, so, like, there, it's a French cop and, and uh, all that sort of thing. But uh, I thought it was terrific. I mean, Jacquemin's art is, you know, beautiful. It's 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 a little scratchy. Um, but very detailed backgrounds. Uh, great, great. I think he's very good at expressing action and motion. Um, very good facial expression. So, I mean, I think as a cartoonist, Giacomo definitely got the goods. Um, you know, the book plays a lot with, um, with, 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 with coloring. It's got monochromatic color settings and different panels use different colors to set the tone. Um, so I think they do a nice job with that. But uh, all in all, I was really impressed with uh, with with this with this arc. It's six issues versus the first trade is four issues, so it's a bit meatier this time out. And um, uh, I liked it a lot. How about you, David? I I really did. I um I read the first two issues when when they came out, and it and and then I just let the other eight kind of sit. Um, when he uh, when he completed his job at the end of the second issue, right, and and then went. Um, to the to 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 the jungle, we'll say. Uh, that is where I just figured, you know, I'm going to let him pile up. And as I've been, and it was it's it was neat that you mentioned this because it's one of the things I've been. I'm I'm in the as I've been rearranging my room. Um, I'm I'm pulling you know old issues of of things that I've just st- stored somewhere. And, and haven't thought about. And I mean, you know, like the first four to six issues of The Boys and, and things like that, just things I haven't looked at in years. And and The Killer was amidst all this other stuff. And uh, so I did. I, I read I read the remaining eight issues. And so I, I, was, I was fresher into 
the the second half of the story than than I guess you were. But I, when it was first solicited and I was getting it, I figured you know I was I was going to be reading about you know this person doing his job. I didn't know I was going to be getting, um, I guess, kind of the end of his career. We'll say, and I still. I, I'm I'm not dissatisfied at all. I I I think he's a great character. I think the cast of characters, the the godson, the girlfriend, the cop. I mean, just people who you would think could be just either annoying or in the way, or that why right. am I wasting time with these people? I want to know about the killer. It was all just it all just worked, and it it played out. It did play out in my mind as I'm reading it. It played out like a movie, but it, it wasn't like it was a storyboard. It wasn't like I was looking at a movie adapted to a comic book. I could see this being a movie. It, it just it had that flow to it, but it still very much felt like a comic book. And and the inner monologue he's ha- he has on like every page. It just it works. It makes sense. He even knows when he um when he's making mistakes, when he's getting lazy, or when he's getting um uh um. Not not distracted, but when he's when when he's not uh, like like when he goes on the ski lift and he's like you know this is this is really a bad idea you don't want to be seen with your target because people might remember and oh yeah you know you might want to look for that guy because he was always hanging out with him and and he he realizes he's being sloppy and and he still he still has to rectify it and fix things and and you are it's not a handbook but you realize that he's not infallible and. And he he's actually human. He cares about people, and and he was he is betrayed. That that kind of bummed me out. I'm like, wow. And then and the fact that he couldn't even really get revenge on on the person who betrayed him. And then you find out like a few issues later, their relationship and and how it was a teacher and and it became a, a confidant and and a friend and then his handler. And it was you really do as as the series goes on, you you get. A larger glimpse into his world, and there really isn't there isn't anything that 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 I felt that was wasted or nobody was really overlooked. You never went back and figured whatever happened to this person. It just it was a nice. It, it was, I'd say, it was a complete story. I, I really had no problems with it at all. Yep, and you know what? I, re- I I think you're right with the characters because uh, each one is fully fully rendered you know i talk about certain books that you don't read all the time like invincible you know i only read invincible once every eight to twelve months when i get one of those new oversized oh, companions. Right. and and i always say that one of the things that impresses me about it is that I, I won't have even read or thought about the characters for a year and i can by when i get into the next volume i re- immediately remember all the characters who they are and where they left off which is hard to do um and i felt that way at this again i did i remember some of the plot nuances but the characters are fully rendered um, and they were all interesting, right? None of them felt superfluous, you know? None of them felt like they were just there as plot holders, you know? I mean, the girlfriend could have easily felt that way. Right. Um, but they, they make her make some choices or some realizations about what he does that I think is uh, atypical of how you'd, you'd feel a, a story like this would normally go. And probably the most impressive thing in this arc was that this, uh, this for lack of a better term, sidekick that he's training... Um, it starts off where I thought they were going to go in a very predictable direction with that relationship, you know? Yeah. Which is to say that, that you know, he was introduced. They're like, oh, you know, you have to work with him. I don't take partners on. Well, you have to take him. Okay. And then, you know, he tr- teaches him how to, to be an assassin. And at some point you get the double cross, you know? Yes. And that that didn't happen, you know? Like, no. like 
they, I mean, but they, but but, but there, th- that doesn't happen. You know, you don't. You're, you're you're sort of almost waiting for the inevitable moment where he he pulls the gun on the killer or or the killer there, shoots there, him, and you know, it's like that. There were no cliches. It just it, yeah, exactly. It, it played out naturally. They didn't. They, they didn't because I actually I kind of expected. Um, when when the godson said, you know, you're going to have to do this one on your own. I'm going to go take out these other. I was expecting that to be the time when, you know, he's going to turn around and meet his end. And right. it just it plays out completely differently. And and I just I thought, and even with the cop, because I mean, you know, in if if this was a story told, and yeah, they do go to New York at one point, and 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 but for the most part, it's it's a very European tale, and 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 that's the setting, and these are the characters, and. I just I, I'm taking it for granted that you know these are the way the, these people act on a day to day basis and the um, when uh, when when the cop realizes who the person is he's talking to uh, and I, I thought that th- those those few pages where uh, where they were setting up an alibi I just I thought that was fantastic and and you know he did this for his friend. And, Absolutely, yeah. and there, and you know, and, and the guy surrounded by twelve other cops. You cannot get a better alibi than that. And and it just, it just, and it's not like it, it didn't kill the flow of the main story. Dead. It didn't. I mean, there there, there were cutscenes. There were there were there were times where I start the next issue, and I'm like, well, why is he in this room? And then you know, and then you just keep reading, and then you realize, okay, you know, we're going back in time, and we're leading up to this point, and it works, and it's just right. And and, and I had it, nothing made me go. That makes no sense, or why you know what what happened to this part i was it, I was engrossed I, I the art was fantastic, the story had me going i seriously this was if if i you know if I could go back in time and and we were doing eleven classes when this was originally coming out, this would definitely be on the list somewhere it, it really is it's it's a great ten issues it's it there's it, there really is kind of a, a mix with the um with the art, there's some Mobius there. There's there's some there's uh, not Darrow, but there's just some there's it works. Nothing. I mean, there there are times where you might look at at the at the hitman's face and I think it's a little cartoony. But and that's the other thing. The dude just looks like a guy you'd bump into at the supermarket. He's not. It's not Brad Pitt. He's not. He doesn't stand out in a crowd. He's just a normal looking schmo who's just he's got a job to do, and that's and so. There isn't anything that and 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 you know if if you like that there's some sex in the book but it's just I like sex and and, and you'll love this <laughs> but it's and uh, there really is I can't after after and I finished this I think last night or, or yesterday afternoon there really isn't anything that I could go back and say that I wish they had done this or I thought I I can't there really isn't anything in this that I could nitpick. I, unless I want to talk about you know the word balloon placement because it was translated from the French and you know and some things true, might true. cover the art a little bit, but other than that, I mean the story, the art, the character, there really isn't anything in this that I could say you know no, I I don't think you'd like this. If if you're a prude, if you don't like you know dirty words in your mag in your comic books, stay away from this. But if if you want a well drawn, well told story, this is right up your alley. Hmm. Yep. And and there's there's four like Vince said the fourth one is. The collection is now yet. The third collection called Modus Vivendi came out last year. Uh, um, you can get it most places. Get it at the Arcade booth. Um, I'm going to pick up the third one uh, for show. <clears throat> and hopefully the fourth one will be out the next time I hit a con, if not uh, shortly thereafter, too. So, 
Wow. Um, and I think these guys, the same team, I think Mott's and Giacomo recently Cyclops. did a book. Yes. That's yes. right, yeah. I'm, I'm in the process of reading that. I'm, I'm only up to, I think, the third or fourth issue on that. Oh, are you really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, no, I mentioned it. Uh, it's been a while because I, 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 I mentioned it, I think, when it first started, so I was reading the first couple issues. It, it's it's a cool story. It's, um takes place in the future. Um, the... Uh, the main character, or at least the character in the first few issues, is a uh, is a soldier. But um, the the world is a little different. Um, it's all about earning money and and being sponsored and things like that. It's it's a little bit of a different take. It's it's completely different than the killer, but it visually it's the same. Nice, neat. It's all staticky. Yeah, there was some feedback, so I wasn't sure what was getting picked up. Yeah. True. But I'm okay now. No, you sound terrible. This is true. Keep You're going. Not exactly, just a little bit of. Uh, I'm hearing. Well, I, I don't know if it's you, but I hear background static. Yeah. Chris, go. It sounds terrible. Oh, good on my end. Make make the best of it, dude. Go, Chris. Okay. Go. Um. Uh, every once in a while, I can't do this. Not with this static. <laughs> Like I'm, it's like I'm sharing the stage with a really bad hologram of Tupac. Oh my God! Tupac. Oh wow! Tupac. Tupac and his and Tupac his buddy Shaker. Big A Smalls. Tupac Shaker. Yeah. Who parks your car? Okay. I'll, rest- I'll restart. Hang around. Oh, you're fine. You're no, fine. No, 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 no. You're good. You're good. No, you're good. It's actually gone now. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad because I really wanted to keep that Tupac in there. That was, that was gold. Had to, to be Goddamn. insensitive to the prison rock. So you were saying it isn't very often. It is not very often that a book jumps off the shelf and grabs me by the ears and shakes me to the ground and says, "Read me, read me, read me again." That is written. Wow. Read me again. Wow, that sounds like one of my dreams, but it's not about a book. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> but see. <laughs> It's a read, you know. It, it's I needed it. I needed. I needed this book so bad. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, there's a book that comes out, and you're just like, "Fuck yes!" And I got that last week. I went to a, I went to Challengers uh, for an art opening. They had uh, Rebecca Isaacs, who is a, just a fantastically nice person and a very... I wish I'd have known that, dude. I was going to... My second book to talk about this week, if we hadn't talked about The Killer, was a Rebecca Isaacs book. Aww. Uh Deviate or uh, Buffy Angel. Yeah, yeah. Buffy Angel. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, she's very, very talented. And there's... Uh, if you're in the and Chicago area, go to, go to Challengers. There's a fantastic exhibit of her art there and um actually uh very reasonable prices on them but uh but anyway i was i was at challengers for the rebecca isaacs uh our opening and i was talking to dow and i was like dow you know it's uh, i've kind of been taking it easy for a little while and and just kind of just kind of you know reading this and that um anything coming out that uh you know i should i should check out and he's like yes you need to read danger club it's like Okay, what's Danger Club? It's like it just came out from Image, and it is as Dow described it: the Teen Titans uh, meets Lord of the Flies. And I was like, "That sounds awesome!" 
and uh, and so I picked up the uh, the first two issues, and it is Teen Titans meets Lord of the Fly. Will you two hush? Um, it's okay. I think Marty just got home. Uh, it is exactly as as Dal described it. It's Teen Titans uh, meets uh, Lord of the Flies. It's it's freaking awesome. It is. Uh, it's set in a, uh, a a kind of future dystopian like world where all of the heroes have uh, supposedly gone into space to fight an on an oncoming um, you know apocalyptic force that uh, an alien invasion or something of the like, and, uh, and they all went into space. And they didn't come back, and all that's left is the sidekicks, and so they are kind of left, as you would you would imagine, to kind of rebuild and 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 form the the new superhero um, status quo. Well, that's where kind of the Lord of the Flies aspect comes in, and things don't go very smoothly and all of us you're, you're kind of thrown into this world where where things are not going very well and the, some of the sidekicks have banded together some of them have started to kind of grab hold of of the the vacuum of power that's there um it's 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 awesome I, I was it's it's kind of a on the on the seat of your pants kind of book where um you you're you're looking at these characters that are all kind of ciphers of of other well-known characters and that's that's kind of for me the the double-edged sword of the book is that there are characters that are so obviously based on on other characters that you know like the the main character of the book is is kid vigilante and he is he's obviously robin and there is a uh, a younger version of nick fury in the book mm-hmm. uh it's um yeah so you know it's taken a lot of the you know, a lot of the characters that that you're very uh, familiar with and and kind of you know throwing versions of them into this world and it's 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 kind of like a you know Beach's Brat Pack but that is not the the feel or the vibe of this. Um, if you read um, Remender's The End League a few mm-hmm. years ago, yeah, I was going to say yep, kind of kind of that vibe for stuff, but. It's, but with the teen thing thrown in, no. Yeah, but but with the teen thing thrown in, exactly. And it, um, man, it's so so good. Um, Limited it, series yeah, or I mean, ongoing? I, as far as I know, it's an ongoing. Um, it has a very image feel to it. It reminds me kind of like the um, in tone, kind of like Dynamo Five a little bit. Yeah, it's right. It's. Yeah, Eric Jones is the artist, and mm-hmm. it's got like I don't know if he works digitally, but I suspect he does because it's got sort of a a painterly quality to it, almost like a screen capture of cartoons, but not in a like that. Not to take away in, from in, it, in, in in all of the good ways. In, yeah, in not- exactly. Like like you're almost looking like cell animation, but it, but it's not at the expense of the dynamic. Uh, uh, very good, the, the, very, the, the, very good visual storytelling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, knows the medium, um, but yeah, absolutely, it, it's very. Um, 
it's a very modern aesthetic to the art. Uh, one of the things that that I think Vince would love is is really focused on in the second issue, and Vince I think loves uh, all things Tokyo and all things Japan, and that is um, one of the characters. It's so so fucking brilliant. Is that one of the characters is um, uh, a, the driver of a huge battle mech? <laughs> okay, but this is where it's really cool. It, it's kind of like um, um, who's the Legion of Superheroes uh, character that uh, um, that that can shrink? Shrinking Violet. No, no, Slip no. Dipper. No. <laughs> But but he but he's actually a giant on on his world. Oh, and, colossal, uh, boy. colossal boy! Colossal boy! Okay, so uh, so this character, <laughs> this character in uh, uh, and I I'm, I'm trying to uh, Yoshimi is uh, the pilot of a huge battle mech in Micro Tokyo. Yeah. So in, in the second, you're right. It's funny you say that, Chris. I thought of that as well. That scene where awesome. she battles the two dudes. Yeah, the mechs. I thought, oh, Vince would love this. It's oh, so yeah. awesome. She is back in Micro Tokyo, battling these huge mechs, and they're like, you know, basically lumbering over the city. And then she has to leave Micro Tokyo and leave the force field, the protective bubble, bubble of Micro Tokyo, to rejoin her teammates in the Danger Club. And so the huge battle mech that she pilots is human-sized. So it's like Tokyo Bottle City of Kandor type thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's really cool to see her kind of go, you know, from from this, this one world where she's, you know, a normal person driving a huge freaking battle mech and then emerging from that where the battle mech is kind of super-powered, you know, very strong and that kind of stuff, but it's human-sized, and so she's very tiny, but she has a jet pack, and so it's kind of like the Wasp and, um, you know, uh, um, you know, like Red Tornado or whoever, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a battle mech, very cool. Um, but, um, yeah, the, the whole story is that, you know, once again, all of the... Uh, all of the adult superheroes have left, and they're gone, and these kids are faced with a trying to find out what happened to them b trying to find out what it may still be coming to destroy the earth and and c trying to reestablish the hierarchy of of the superpower you know kind of like the, the 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 power classes and redefining who is your friends who are your enemies because people that they were allies with are now kind of trying to take over the planet and people that they were enemies with have decided out of the sake of survival to to team up with you know the danger club which is basically right. the Teen titans it's yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of the uh, like the Squadron Sinister, yeah, you know, the Hyperion slash Superman character, you know, of course, sort of says oh, I'm going to be the god now because I can be, and then like the 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 Batman, well, the Robin character, who of course is just like a, the Batman log, you know, it'd be analogous to how Batman always, you know, you know, Batman always has a little plan in his back pocket to take on Superman if he ever has to, and it's sort of like you see that this uh, that this uh, this Robin character has certainly has a well thought out contingency plan to take out the uh, 
the the child Superman who is trying to you know become a god, and he he pretty quickly dispatches with him because he's yeah. long been prepared for that contingency. So, and well, and, and he even he even says like um, a great probably my favorite line in the book in the first two issues is um, uh, one of the one of the other Danger Club members says I hope you're right, and he looks back and he says that's my superpower. I'm always right, <laughs> and it's, it's yeah, mine it's too. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's a totally <laughs> badass. Yeah, and it's like little Batman. But man, it's um, like I said, every once in a while, there's a book that 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 jumps up and it makes you just yearn for the next issue. And the first two issues, the third of issue was quite good too. Yeah, I know we we uh, we got previews of that, and it's uh, um, things really kind of start to come into shape. Yeah. And you start yeah. to realize how um, how bad things are. I mean, things this are pretty, is pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> these are it's it's a story of superheroes who aren't prepared for what's going on in and on the edge of apocalyptic world. So, speaking of this, this is totally tangential, but I, I do Lord of the Ring. Let me Lord of the Rings guy. Lord of the Flies was one of my favorite books as a kid. And, Absolutely, uh, yes. And I've heard, um, and Vince, you could probably speak to this if any of us can. I've heard that the manga series, which I also believe has been an anime, Battle Royale. Oh yeah, is is been. I've seen it compared to Lord of the Flies. Is is that a fair comparison or no? Definitely fair. Yes. And, and Although the the uh, struggle in Battle Royal is uh, for survival, but it's also in a way a game. Whereas in, right, well, I've heard you most know, recently I've heard the Hunger Games right, yeah, Games. yeah, it's, same thing. An American yeah. author decided to steal Battle Royale and then turn it into an American right, novel. but yeah, it's oh, it's a very apt from us for fifty years. It's, it's a very it's apt comparison. A a a a a. a, a, a a Sino-American uh, battle. I wanted to See, that's uh, what the Japanese do. They take things and they improve upon them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they sure as hell can't invent. Oh, my goodness. Is the Battle Royale um, good? Is the manga Battle Royale any good? Is that what the you movie. just asked? Um, the movie. Mm, no. Right up there with the Airbender. It, it, it pales in comparison to the manga. The manga's brutal, nasty. Yeah. Oh, you, you really have uh, to have nerves of steel to make it through the entirety of the manga. But the movie, oh, yeah. It's, kids are slaughtering each other. It's, it's nasty so stuff. Pulls no punches. Oh, this is explicit. I mean, there so is... Well, the books, the Hunger Games books are explicit. Really? Yeah. Sure. Um, the movie pales. Yeah, it's it. There, there's there's one or two good scenes in it that one of those scenes that burn themselves into your brain. But otherwise, it's okay. It's it, you know, it's all right. Okay. Read read the manga if you're interested, though. A lot of sex in the manga. Okay. Hey, before we move on, I'm sure there are people listening out there that are very avid statue collectors. <laughs> and as we were talking, I think we had to take a little uh, technical difficulty break. And offline, uh, I was mentioning to. The guys that uh, you know, I've been waiting. I don't collect a lot of statues, but I have a Black Panther statue, a Wolverine statue, and I've been waiting for a Deadpool statue because Bowen put out one a long time ago, and I never have been able to justify spending the markup to get that one. Figuring that he's a popular enough character that eventually a new statue would come out. Koto Koto Buki, is that how you say it, Vince? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they came Koto out with Buki. one maybe like two years ago, which was okay, but I didn't love it. 
But right now, I could order not one, not two, but three different Bowen Deadpool statues. It's <laughs> nice. pretty ridiculous. So I want to order one of them for sure. But I'm just wondering, throwing it out there, if anyone listens and is also a member of the forum and you're big-time statue guys, because I know some people are obsessive about this stuff, if you have any insight or opinion as to which of these three I should get and why, I would love to hear it, because I like them all, and they're you know slight variations on one another. One is the faux bronze version of the original that they designed years ago that they're making just making to order. There's a um, a really sweet uh, new one that is a gray and black for the X-Force costume. Um, and then there is a um, an action pose one where Deadpool is uh, standing on top of a rock and that's like a glossy red um, uh, paint. So I, I just again, just throwing out I would, there I would, I would I would say get the one that you like. I like them all, you know, and it's again. I don't. I'm not expert enough at statues to know if there's any. There may be some, you know, whether it be the sculpt or the size or the, mm-hmm. you know. I, I'm just curious if anyone has any, any strong opinions one or the other. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to get one of them. I just I need. Uh, I need to pick one. So. Okay. Nice. Hey, hey, Jason, I got a question for you. Hopefully, I have an answer. Can you explain what gross merchandise value is? Oh. Who publishes uh, that on this show? <laughs> on the on, on this episode? No, or do you... you 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 do the financial things and and, yeah. and and talk about companies. What does the term gross merchandise value mean? Uh, well, and again, I'm I'm going to presume you're asking it in the way that it's normally spoken about. Yeah. Um, it's it's basically the um the the amount of stuff that's sold by a, in most cases, a retailer, but someone that's selling something, okay. um, at the at the actual price amount, but okay. but it's not. It can sometimes. The reason it's important is it can sometimes overstate things. Like so, um, a vendor like eBay, mm-hmm. their GMV is enormous, right? But sure. that's not really their business, right? They're just collecting a toll on those yeah. transactions. So let's say I don't I offhand I don't know eBay's run rate these days, but let's say they do ten billion a quarter. Yeah, or ten dollars. Sure. But but yeah, but that ten billion is 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 the stuff that's being transacted on eBay, but as you know, they're only getting a small percentage of that. Mm-hmm. So it would be unfair for like them to say, Oh, we have ten billion in revenue. They sell ten billion dollars worth of stuff for other so people. Ten, so yeah, so so that number is actually being that 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 is the transaction amount that's going across. The, yeah, the exactly. Um, right. Wow, it, that's okay. The reason I ask is because um, Comicsology um, uh, kind of revealed at the Digital Comics or where, where was this? Uh, the the an investment conference. They revealed that um, um, they are projecting. To earn seventy million dollars in gross merchandise value, yeah, for this year. Sure, that's impressive. Yeah, that's really impressive. Isn't that isn't that cool? Yeah, I I just didn't know what gross merchandise value. So basically, what they're saying is that through Comicsology, there's going to be seventy million dollars in transactions. Absolutely, you're right. That just mean you're right. That means that if you buy a three ninety nine digital comic, that's mm-hmm. three ninety nine added to that GMV. 
Now, obviously, Comixology is a toll taker, so they're just getting a small piece of that. Sure. But when Diamond when Diamond reports their sales, that's a GMV number. That's uh, yeah. you know, that's that's how much they they sure. sell of comics. But obviously, they only capture like fifteen percent of that. You know, and, and creators are collecting a toll, and publishers are collecting mm-hmm. a toll. It all gets it all gets you know cut up. What what I think is is interesting uh, about this is that. Um, they're saying seventy million dollars in in merchandise value, and seventy seven million total downloads. That tells me that there a lot of the the free comic downloads are being taken sure. advantage yeah. of, and obviously mm-hmm. a lot of the the ninety nine cent sales and 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 that kind of stuff. So, um, you know that's that's pretty that's pretty sweet, and that's up. Um, over their 2011, so just in a year, they've gone from 19 million dollars to 70 million dollars in gross merchandise value. That's terrific. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Right. That, that's good stuff. So yeah. there's your digital comics update. I want to talk about something, another acronym. What? Well, we we thought it was an acronym. No, we we thought it was an acronym, and it still may be an acronym because we don't really know what it means. But it's also someone's nickname. Shield. No, it, it's it's the nickname of a character named Doctor Robert Joseph Johnson, a dude who goes by the name of Razzle. That's what I want to talk about. Oh. Razzle. Uh, no here. Yes. I, Razzle. I finally got around to reading all fourteen issues of Razzle. It's the third um, big trade out. You know they. Um, uh, Jeff Smith does the big oversized trades. Yeah, and now he's doing compilations of the big trades as pocketbooks, so you can get Razzle in a lot of different flavors. I want the I want the big sweet ass. Yeah, I think the third ass. one's out. I think the third the, one's out. Is it really? I think so. I believe that so. Makes but me happy. you should get it. Um, have you read up until the third? Into the third trade, or you're, you're you're reading them in the big trades. I'm reading them in the big trades. All right, so I I, I won't spoil for you, but uh, we went. We originally talked about this, I think, way back way, in episode fifty three or fifty four. Um, so for a brief update, brief. This is the story in a nutshell. Um, with no you, spoilers. With no with no spoilers. Uh, Doctor Robert Joseph Johnson, a man also known as Razzle. Again, we don't know why, but I'm sure we'll know in the next issue, which is the last. Fifteen is the last issue. Uh, he's a dimension hopping art thief who employs a device he created called the T suit that uses thermodynamic energy to bend space around him, granting him access to a pan-dimensional corridor called what? The drift. Yes. We we learned that Razzle cobbled together uh, this T-suit as a side project while working on the St. George Array, which is a Tesla-inspired missile defense shield that he created with his childhood friend-turned-scientist colleague Miles Riley and his smoking hot wife, Maya. Uh, a name, she is hot. Yes, a name which Razzle Labor has tattooed on his bicep. So, uh, I mean, the plot also involves a Native American pictogram called the man in the maze there's a vertical eyed microchip dimension hopping assassin named salvador crow running around you have the uh, obligatory shadowy organization called the compound aka deep black who pursue pursue razzle 
for many reasons, not the least of which is the fact that Razzle is in possession of Tesla's infamous black notebook. Mm. Uh, really? And I, yes, and I'll get into that in a little while because um, it ties into the whole Einstein thing. Uh, a dead prostitute named Annie and her extra-dimensional counterpart. There's links to the Philadelphia experiment. God itself. Wait, there the, really? Yes. God Dude, I got to tell you, I read the... Not, I'm going to let you go. I don't want to... I know you get frustrated. I get frustrated. I read like, the first... I read the first two issues of Razzle. It didn't grab me. <laughs> you know when oh, the Philadelphia pro- you know, Philadelphia experiment comes in issue three. <laughs> Your description makes me want to freaking buy the whole thing. Yeah. I'm telling you. J- Jason, it gets so flippin' oh, that's awesome. so crazy. All right, cool. Go on. So good. It is so good. You have God itself right, we'll in, in the body of a very special girl uh, who has a penchant for Clark bars. Um, but the thing that I love most about Razzle, and it takes it out of the category of really good and kicks it into the uh, classic, the classic, but that level of work where to which you will return many times, much like Flex Mentalo or From Hell. Razzle is a book that is going to reward you immensely with each reread and it's not it's not going to get stale uh he periodically waxes poetic on the life and times of the great in my opinion and and that of many others the greatest mind ever housed in a human head and that's nikola tesla Uh uh-huh yes it details his rivalry with thomas edison and the war the war of the direct versus alternating currents his dealings with george westinghouse betrayal at the hands of that greedy short-sighted bastard jp morgan the tunguska event plays a big part in in this in this series uh and it's which is which is what it, it well in 1908 something exploded in the low in the atmosphere of lower atmosphere of tunguska leveling trees for i think it's like how many a, a, a huge swath of land got leveled and nobody could figure out uh, what it what they thought it was a meteorite would ex- or a, a comet grazed the earth and exploded in 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 orbit well but, uh, what it, what actually happened it's it is deeply rooted with the last time that the Cubs won the World Series. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's actually, Razzle uh, surmises that it's... like the same kind of, um, he's treading in the same territory that the uh, fraction did with the five-fifths of science then. Yeah, yes, yes. But this is better. And there's some... (laughs) What's that? It's better. Oh, it may well be. I'm not saying it's it's not. I'm I'm just saying that that's, I have have read that book and, and... that's oh, five bits of science is awesome. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. Um, but yeah, there's some X Files in there. And That's when I liked I, Steven Sanders before he made Beast all effed up. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> but, but, but I like Steve you, Sanders. Uh, like Sanders. I said, I liked I liked him on Five Bits of Science. Yeah, I, I I still got to coax Jason a little bit. The, the the Tunguska event Razzle surmises that it was Tesla's doing. Uh, Tesla was concocting this world system, which was a wireless ionosphere based distribution of energy. He, he wanted to harness the power of the universe for the common man. Tesla thought that, uh, he wasn't looking at the atom as the source of all humanity's power problems. He was looking at the spaces in between the, uh, components of the atom, like the, 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 the energy that forces that electron 
which is neither here nor there, around the nucleus. Tesla was wanted to harness the, the, the power inherent in the entire universe and distribute free energy for humanity, right? You have Marconi in here, and, and it's that world system that Razzle thinks that Tesla did a test drive of it, and on the opposite side of the world, kind of boom, that, that, that's what happened. Uh, so you have Marconi, Einstein, Harp plays a part in this, and, and a whole lot more, but... Tesla, when you, when you inject Tesla into a book, you automatically garner my attention. And because his tale is, is one of profound sadness. The dude was betrayed by yeah. everybody that got close to him, went into True. isolation. And, and the reason why, um, Smith assumes that Tesla went into isolation was because towards the end of his life, Tesla had a penchant for, he had a gift of gab for talking about his experiments. Anyone with an earshot, he would regale them with with the 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 life and times of of his uh, experiments uh, and himself. And and this is what I did. This is what happens. Look at the, he did uh, radio controlled uh, boats at the World's Fair and just had everybody enthralled in this controlling this thing from a distance. Right. So he was a showman. He was the most brilliant mind ever. And and he liked to regale people with this but towards the end of his life he discovered something that made him clam up completely and razzle assumes that he there was uh, some kind of weak link in all of his theories that would make this um, missile shield a very very bad thing and that's what's happening in razzle as he's jumping across these dimensions the borders are getting they're weakening and um, you know the story of the Philadelphia experiment where sailors were uh, purportedly f f fused in between decks. Part of the bulkhead had human beings trapped inside and they were hanging out and, and dudes would fuse together like two human beings would fuse together into one. Well, that happens in, in uh, this series when they, they test out this project. The dimensions are bleeding into each other and, and when, when the, uh, the bleed pulls back, you have things left on one side that are parts that carry over parts of other dimensions into one. It's nasty stuff, right? But Smith has a brilliant line in, in, in Razzle and it's one that automatic, it just reached out and grabbed me. He said, Tesla understood the universe. He just didn't understand the world, which yeah, means, yes. which means that he, he didn't, he underestimated the greed and duplicitousness of, of humanity. He, he, what he wanted to do was, See, that's the difference between Einstein and Tesla. Einstein wanted to reduce the entire universe to a single equation to solve that puzzle of everything there is and conquer the, the universe writ large in a couple of letters and an equal sign, right? And, and a number. Yes. Uh, whereas Tesla wanted to harness the power of the universe, not for his own gratification, but for the benefit of mankind. Free, plentiful, and endless energy for anyone everyone right naturally the powers that be had other ideas and that's where i think uh, smith really gets to the heart of of tesla and saying he just didn't understand the world meaning how nasty people can be and and i mean jp morgan backstabbed him uh e even westinghouse who he partnered with, with for a long time he backstabbed him and the, the guy was talking to pigeons in, in, a, in a motel in a hotel room 
um, towards the end of his life, and they found him dead. Yeah, found, well, he died. In he quotes. No joke when he died, yeah. Yeah, in, in quotes, they found him dead. He was, yeah. he was scrubbed. He was removed. Um, but, you know, I, and I got to realize the irony in the following statement, but with the single exception of the little god girl, I'm so glad that Smith refrained from crossing that line into the realm of the paranormal with Razzle. I mean, he could easily have muddied the waters with pseudoscience or or you know thrown a couple extraterrestrials in for good measure but 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 to his credit this narrative is propelled by nothing more than tesla's astounding achievements which springboard razzle's um story i mean what the things that razzle the hell is nobody told me this before (laughs) oh man is it good this is this is will be looked back on as one of the, I, I, I think, one of the great books of, of this era. I mean, and, and that sounds, damn, that sounds and you incredibly know, hyperbolic, but uh, It does, but it's not. It's right. not. Kessel's it, fucking awesome. And you know what? It's even more astounding. It, it's coming, it, it, it arrived on the coattails of a landmark work. Yeah. With, with Bone, right? No, the, and the, and that, Smith, yeah. That's the problem, is that I think a lot of people that love Bone and are huge Jeff Smith fans jumped into this, and it's kind of like being, and for some reason, he and Terry Moore are are kind of, I think, thematically joined at the hip. I think a lot of people uh, look at, at Strangers in Paradise and then jumped to Echo and are like, what what is this? this yeah it's and it's a much different where it's more way it's, more mature than bone i mean there's nudity in it and yeah it's it's not bone it's it's no uh, but see and this is what, what i was getting at landmark work in bone widely accepted as a classic of of sequential storytelling i think razzle puts it to shame and that's saying a lot because I really enjoyed that's tough Bone. Talk, dude. No, I, I accept I accept Bone as as the masterpiece that it is, and I think it is. Yeah. But Razzle for me, it's it's so much better. Yeah, yeah we're in that shit it, right it, now. No, if yeah. you're looking, you know, it's um, this is, you know, if Bone is E.T., this is kind of Schindler's List. <laughs> oh man! Wow. You know, it, wow. you know, from like you know, sure, it's not Amistad. Well, you know, from from a, from, from a Spielberg's pr- uh, perspective, as far as you know, like you know, amazing um, all ages entertainment to something you know really, really mature and yeah. and something that you need to sit down and 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 watch and be really engrossed in. And I'm not saying this is you know as depressing as Schindler's List, but you know, it's yeah. it's a mature- it's dark. It's dark. Uh, there, there's darkness to it, but I mean, you're dealing with some really, you know, sit down and talk to Carl Sagan, um, you know, on its way, biatches. Yeah, there, nice. I mean, the the, the Tesla Good. sections almost read like an info uh, edutainment of, on Tesla. Everything yeah. that Smith pulls into the 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 narrative is factual information. Well, you know what I have he, to tell you then? I have to blame Jeff Smith a little bit for this. Because of, yeah, because I read I read the solicits and I never ever got any hint that any of this is going on. Yeah, I mean I like Jason. Yeah, I I failed probably after the first two issues or so. I mean I I didn't. There but, wasn't enough there really. I just it, it, it came out sporadically, and that 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know that, that um, it, makes it, it makes it difficult sometimes. I think Ron, well, there's huge. I think Ron was talking about this on a, on a fanboy uh, about just the the comparative. Um, since Terry Moore and Jeff Smith both started Razzle and Echo at the same time, yeah, um, I think there's been like what thirteen or fourteen issues of Razzle that yeah. Terry put out. 14. Yeah, the entirety of Echo. That's how he did Echo and, and started Rising. Rising. Yeah. yeah, but in that yeah. time that he was doing Razzle, he also did other projects. I think he worked with Scholastic on the. the oh yeah, the, the recoloring bone. Yeah, oh, I, 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 and to be fair, um, yeah. I, I think I think he was Jeff actually. Was gonna that and he was doing his Scrooge McDuck impersonation. Whenever he was jumping through his big piles of gold, in well, his well, he's one of them hurt for money, but yeah, I'm sure. Well, well deserved, well deserved. Because <laughs> um, because bo- bone just hit its what, like twenty eighth printing or something. Yeah, there, so there's one part, yeah. Jason. It it, it no, doesn't. I was just gonna say is it to, to be. Huh? Oh, oh sure. go ahead. Come back. No, I was I was gonna say to be fair. Um, Relative to the release schedule, uh, Jeff Smith was very upfront in the beginning of this that he was going to put out three or four issues a year. Yeah. That it wasn't going to be a set schedule, so it wasn't like he was just late. He 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 planned on being slow with it, so it wasn't like he he didn't deliver to to. I mean, you know, he 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 put out the issues as he was planning to. It's not like, yeah. you know, he was just chronically delayed. And and Smith is an exceptional writer because he he seems to know. And be very intimately familiar with with his subject matter. Like Razzle idolizes Tesla, obviously. And uh, there, there's one scene in in the book where Razzle does his little uh, dimension jumping thing, and and when, when he arrives on the other side, he he's uh, distressed. He bleeds. He he shakes. He goes into convulsions. Like it's it's very painful for him to do this. It's not just yeah. like you know like a, a the Star Trek transporter where he's here and then he's there. No, it it, it takes a lot out of him, and uh, it's a pain that he uh, lessens with uh, alcohol and sex. So I mean, no, that, that's what the no, character yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, so so you see, he he makes the jump and he finds himself in the desert. And uh, the little girl's there, the god girl, and she's trying to talk to me. And this guy walks uh, into the scene from the distance, and he claims to be the president. And he looks nothing like the president. He's got this. He's in the middle of the desert. He's got this long trench coat on, just like a you know. He has. He kind of looks like Shaggy, uh, a, a semi-clean cut Shaggy from Scooby Doo. And, and he says, um, he they're they're talking about Tesla and everything. And uh, all the the bad things that befell him, and this this semi crazy character says, you know, that's what happens when uh, to those who try and steal the fire from the gods. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, that it, that is, is that is because Tesla tried to harness the, the the power of all there is, and it's almost as if the creator that 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 thing doesn't want people tampering with that, and that's why all that bad shit happened to Tesla. And for, oh, the, for, there's there's still shit that Tesla came up with that the government has classified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, particle accelerator. Every, I mean, oh yeah, yeah, and, white, and white Tesla had. Yeah. Right, and Razzle has that book. That's why they want it. The, yeah. the, that military industrial complex wants that book. Nice. Yeah, and they also can't jump. They can jump to follow Razzle, but they can't initiate the jump into another dimension unless Razzle does it. Like the, he's the beacon to which they f- they hone in. 
It's a great friggin' series. And that Dude, we'll, I mean, we, we'll, we so, didn't even scratch the surface. I mean, there's a lot going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Well, just to dovetail on this, because I know we don't have time to talk about it in its entirety, but I, you know, I'm a big Hickman fan. And I mentioned after the first issue that I really enjoyed <laughs> the Manhattan Projects by Hickman mm-hmm. and uh, Nick Patara. Well, I'm all caught up now. And Vince, you've got to read this then, because this is, um, I mean, for, again, I think people are familiar with the premise, which is that the idea is that the Manhattan Project was actually a government funded organization that created lots and lots of crazy scientific experiments. Manhattan projects and um, you know you're in the first issue you're introduced to Oppenheimer and um, ah. and, and 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 some of the uh, Hickman takes takes the Oppenheimer uh, mythos in a very bizarre and sick way but over the course of the next few issues you you come to realize that every one of the scientists that were key members of the Oppen- of the um, Manhattan project are like just batshit crazy in their own ways like I mean um, Fermi is is actually an alien um, you know, Einstein is basically uh, criminally insane and in a padded locker, except when they need him to consult on something. Nice. Um, you've got um, you've got uh, uh, von Braun who has a robotic arm. Um, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really cool. Like each one of the guys is like totally wackadoo. Um, Feynman, who you know, I know I, I talked about Feynman, um, you know, the autobiographical comic last year, and how much I enjoyed that. Feynman is like. Um, and he was well known to be a womanizer in real life and stuff. That, that's the thing I love about what Hickman's doing. He's taking the quirks of these guys that were known about themselves in real life, and he's he's using them to like Fermi was this really strange guy and very antisocial, so it makes sense that he would make Wait, an alien, right? What, what was his name? Mm-hmm. What was his name? Fermi. Fermi. Oh, what? 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 The Fermi Labs. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And, and so well, just just outside of Chicago. Yeah, so he takes each of these guys, and like Feynman in his book is this um, like unbelievable megalomaniacal uh, guy who just like bangs women, and then he stares at himself in the mirror and, and does affirmations for like an hour before he can he can meet, see oh, anybody. It's just, it's just awesome and twisted, and like could only be written by someone that clearly appreciates these guys and have, have read about their real lives and uh uh and then there's just this mad science that goes you know the undercurrents again of, of the stuff that we knew that they were interested in but what if they'd actually created it and then the u.s government kept it instead of you know it being theory it's just it's it's off to a really hot start and uh again it's it's in the cool. same it's the same of, of what if these quote-unquote mad scientists were far more uh practical in nature than theoretical which is pretty cool so, hickman loves that stuff he does. He does. Yeah. And you know what sucks? The Manhattan Project's trade uh, was offered last month, and I didn't order the damn thing because I, I didn't. You know, I didn't hear anything about it. Now issue seven's in this preview, so now I got to scramble and get that that friggin' trade. It's uh, uh, th- th- to to no, deviate. The trade is in this. It's in this is one it? too. Oh, is it? Oh, it is. Because I I just placed my order yesterday, and I'm pretty sure it was on the the previews uh, spreadsheet. Oh yeah, but see, that's the last order. The one the previews came out today, so it would be next. Right, but you could still update your order. Oh, yeah, that's true. You have until month end. That's right. You do. Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, the, I'm gonna to close the book on Razzle. I gotta. I have to reiterate. I'm glad. Yes, you have dimension hopping, which falls into the under the realm of sci-fi to a certain degree, uh, but there's there's not there's no fakery. There's no sleight of hand. There's no parallel uh paranormal mumbo jumbo everything in here is is factual which makes 
Smith's narrative even more powerful because you can you can research this shit. You can you can jump out of the comic and and do a Google search and learn more about yeah, the stuff the he's talking about. Yeah, there you go. So well, love well to, devi- to deviate from that and bring it around to the forum and Manhattan Project. Um, I'm next two two weeks from now. I'm going to be doing a um, uh, a class at University of Chicago on uh, taking a photography class where we're going to be going around the uh, campus. And one of the spots that I want to make sure and hit is a uh, a sculpture of uh, Henry Moore's that um, was was commissioned uh, for the Manhattan Project. Nice. Is that the one we passed when we were going to the convention center? No, that it would have been south of that. Quite a, oh. it, it's a uh, uh, University of Chicago is is down by McCormick, but it's it's actually south quite a bit. It's about Fifty Seventh Street. But oh. um, there's there's a sculpture just kind of in the middle of of the campus of University of Chicago uh, of of Henry Moore's that is on top of where the uh, um, where like the first nuclear reaction place and uh yeah and so uh i'm i'm looking forward to going and taking taking some photos of uh of that reaction and what um or of the of uh, wouldn't that be cool if you could take pictures of the reaction monument which (laughs) is is his interpretation of the reaction but to bring it back to the forum which david is where forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com or 11 o'clock comics.com booyah two ways to get there you can go to the to the to the monkeys room, and there's an awesome uh, photo a day sticky thread. And since I've been taking a lot of photos lately, um, I've been hanging out there, and there's some really cool stuff in there from uh, forumites that are that are posting pictures that they've been taking. Tip of the damn hat to Leaf Insect Man, good Absolutely. old Dan. Dan, Dan. Dan's been Dan's he rocks that thread. He his um, username always evokes uh, T Rex for me. I don't know why. Every time I hear Leaf Insect Man Dan, it sounds like a lyric from a T Rex song. You, you want I'll tell you th- what. He and uh, and Pat Loika uh, are are uh, they they are testaments to the idea that I, I think every Filipino person is really really nice. <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it's true. Uh, it's true and talented. Yeah, and they're, and they're both they're both pretty good uh behind the shutter i'm catching up to them I'm, I'm, they inspire me Aww, i got i have nice. more stuff but we can, can save I just, it for can later I just say since we're talking about formites right now how livid and jealous seething i am with uh chris campbell our boy oh he procured he procured a jim rug commission that was donated to the heroes con art auction Wow. And it is a mock-up Avengers comic book cover of the Black Avengers, and it's got uh, Black Panther, Photon. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else is on there. Um, uh, Luke Cage, and the Falcon, and then Black Widow, which is kind of funny, but um, <laughs> it's beautiful. And uh, and Chris, Chris won it. So yeah. did Rug draw it in ballpoint pen? Bastard. No, it looks it looks pretty finished. I it's ridiculous. It I'm, yeah. still, I'm still pissed at him for not being at cake. Well, he was hanging on my crib, dude. He was creating. Yeah. <laughs> so, so did, did any of you guys check out the Bart King stuff? I was I was chatting about. Did not yet. 
You need to. Not as yet, no. I, I, Vin, You're Vin, talking about Gary, right? No, 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 no. Gar- Gary is uh, is different. That is by... And, Trayvon or, or uh, uh, what was his name? Tyrell. Tyrell, Pippen. sorry. Uh, Tyrell, why don't you have your name on the front of your book? Tyrell Cannon. Uh, but no, Bart King is the guy that I think you'll dig, Vince. Green River Killer. No, Bart King did other th- other stuff. Tyrell Cannon did the Green River Killer, which is Gary, which is really good. Gotcha. I have yeah. the show notes. I just haven't gotten around to perusing the stuff because... Go check out the Bart King stuff. What I You'll did, I, I will, what I did was I lapsed into a uh, Woodian Regina pile. Uh, Regine. It's not Regine. Where is this? It's, Regi- it's Regina. Regine. It's Regina. And, like, it rhymes with vagina. Regina. Whatever happened um, to our guy who created the Regina pile? I don't know. I don't know. I say he either posts on this episode thread or <laughs> we stop using that term. I think. I think. No, he, but I'd like to know. We'll never alive. stop using I, it. He, he is. is. I, he's, he, he hangs out on Facebook. Not the Facebook. The Facebook. I hate the Facebook. Facebook. I hate the Facebook. The Facebook that sucks. It is. I don't. I don't disagree with you, but that. But anyway, I hang out. I did deep uh, Regina pile diving Mm -hmm. this weekend. In addition to the fourteen issues of Razzle, I read ten issues of Savage Dragon, which we'll get to. And I I I read a a bazillion. I'd like to. I read a bazillion issues of the darkness and i gotta blame myself i said phil hester's darkness falls so far below the radar it's disgusting well i'm one of the reasons why chris was talking about it at nauseum well i and i let them stack up i let them stack up i had like at least 30 issues I do. I do never listen to you, but Vince never Phil, listens to Chris. Phil, Phil Hester. No, ever. Phil Hester's darkness <laughs> is really fucking awesome. You should. Well, read I it. bought it. Did I not? I just didn't get around <laughs> to reading it. Uh, but yeah, Phil Hester did an incredible job on the darkness. Uh, I, for some reason, I was missing issue ninety nine, so I haven't read the penultimate and his final issue, which was issue one hundred. David Hines writing it now, which was strange embrace. He's great. David Hines is awesome, but. He's, he has a hell of an act to follow in Phil Hester. That's all I'm going to say. So good. Well, yeah, since you since you brought up Darkness, yeah, uh, I I read a uh, three issue miniseries that came out a while ago, uh, starring yeah. the Darkness and you know, Darkness and star- Pit again, and and starring <laughs> Pit, and and so I finally finished it. I finally finished it. It, it took ah. that long. It probably it took, took as long. It, it took as long to finish it as it does for Del Kion to get out a couple issues. But the thing is, oh, it's snap, snap. It's, it's wow, so ang, so much anger, so much what hate. What are you talking about? Why is it? All right. Anyway, uh, it's, what? No it's, Image United joke. I, there's that? always an image. I'm looking at my DCBS account and wondering when it's official <laughs> that they should just cancel those. I think uh, the uh, oh, camera. We, yeah, camera Christina, if you're listening, could could we think about maybe just just canceling those uh, those they, those issues for all of us and giving us the credit? Because they I mean, finally cool. canceled uh, uh, Jack Staff. Pre-order it. We had yes, it's a must. We had three issues of Jack I, I Staff must be canceled. <laughs> three issues of Jack Staff in the queue that you know damn well with the arrival of Mudman are never going to get published. Well, I didn't so have they, those they, in my they, queue, but they finally gave oh, us credit dude, for I think it was seven, eight, nine. It is, but he's he's never going to go back to that. Well, at least not as long as Mudman's selling. So Paul Grit, Paul so Grit, another couple owns, months then. Uh, owns 
be filled. Yeah. Yeah. Pogress is great. Pogress is awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Go ahead, David. Oh, We're sorry for I, derailing don't, you. Don't worry about it. It's all good. <laughs> Go up in there. Um, oh, it's even worse with the static. I, right. yeah, it just goes on forever. I, this, this, was, <laughs> this was really, aside from um, from Artifacts, the, the new Transformers, the 13-issue miniseries that goes on forever, the, aside from that, I've never really had much so hateful. A, I am. I'm just filled with hate. That's all I've been talking about this episode. Uh it's. I, I don't have any real familiarity with Jackie or the darkness, and and sadly, artifacts and this three issue miniseries are really the only times I've I've um I've read anything with this character, and I I'm not looking to be sold on it. I just want to know why. I know it's a spinoff of of Witchblade, and and that type of and, and that there's a connection there but what what is it about is it the darkness is it jackie is it both what 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 draws you to to the i mean obviously bill hester's writing it so or was writing it so there's good stuff to be found there but i just i'm not sure what what the attraction is with the darkness just judging by what i've read i think this the attraction to jackie estacado is the same thing that attracts people to wolverine yeah, he's a no, he's a complete. Well, he's not a complete. He is a dyed-in-the-wool son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's a, he's a bastard, but there's always that little glimmer of of goodness. Like he, he just doesn't go out and slaughter people just for the hell of slaughtering people. Right. The the dude had a rough life. He was wronged by a lot of people. Fell into organized crime, uh, and the darkness chose him to be the bearer. And um, what was bad became worse because it's the darkness. It's not the rainbow, right? right. Uh, you know, so sure. it, it it just it just dragged him down even further. Uh, he he, Chris, help me out here. He he had a lot of he was shortchanged in a lot of things. But I think when you peel away all that darkness, ultimately there's that little tiny glimmer of goodness in Jackie. The, the, he's not without yeah. some kind of redemption. Oh no, they're, they're, he, he's he's an he's an anti-hero. You know, it's yeah. He he he's not always going to do the good thing, but he's going to do the right thing. Yeah, true, and and get some for himself too. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the thing I like yeah, about that's that's uh, yeah. There were um, I mean, in in this in Darkness Pit, he obviously has he um he feels for Timmy. You know, he wants to make sure that th that this kid is taken care of, and and even though you know Pit, yeah, seems well, that to be, ties into you know, his sister. And, they were in okay. a, they were in a, they were in an orphanage together and oh, and the, okay. yeah the the well I, I to go any further into the sister would kind of spoil Phil Hester's okay. gig All right. but but um he was separated from his sister so he has this soft spot for children well okay so and, and then there's hope too so yeah. and there's and oh right 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 but at no point was was Witchblade or his child or his sister mentioned in darkness pit and and i see i mean this wasn't darkness versus pit this wasn't this wasn't i don't i guess it wasn't sold at, i i i bought it because Keon was drawing it and Beautiful. and um it it really is pretty and and it's definitely Keon and and um and i it wasn't i don't know if it needed to be three issues it it was it was it was 
a funky story, but it wasn't, there wasn't, I felt I didn't get enough of either character, really. They were just, there was this alien infestation, which pretty much equaled zombies. And it was, it, 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 I guess I just had different expectations than, than, than what the finished product was. So if that's on me, so be it. But I just. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Franchetti or Franchetti in the, in the darkness pit? The mob, the mob boss, Franchetti. If he wasn't because, was bleeding, it was just oh, okay. Because I'm thinking it, it, it in the in the the darkness timeline. I don't think darkness pit is current or anywhere near current. I think it happens in the first half of of Jackie's dealings with the darkness. Like it's it's not darkness year one, but I wouldn't think I wouldn't think it would be too much longer than that. You know, it's it's around that initial. I could I could understand it because there were definitely uh, the impression I was getting just from his interactions with the darkness and and how he was describing things he wasn't uh, his his he wasn't well, I don't want to say in control but it was it, it felt kind of new to him yeah um. I it it was pretty everything. I mean, it, it's definitely a Del Kion drawn book. I just I it, it, I guess from from the two two three issues of of Pit that I read in the nineties that that originally came out and <laughs> and and the practically none of of the darkness I've read. I just I I finally got to finish this now that I can put it away, and and I guess I was just like. That was all right. I guess you know. I, I I would suggest go and they renumbered them. Pick up the Darkness Volume One and Two that Phil Hester wrote, and if you like it, keep going because they're all awesome. There's and there's, he was, I think there's seven of uh, Phil Hester and Yeah, he yeah he was he was on it for a good long a good long run, and they're they're really really good. Oh, yeah. And I got I mean, it. It's it, it's it's the darkness. It's the it's the late you know um, you know whatever era of Top Cow we want to say it is. But you know it's kind of the you know second generation uh, of Top Cow. Um, right, right, right. It's a subtitle title. Phil has to run on darkness. Subtitle title. Darkness, darkness, darkness something. something. Um, oh, here. Let me let me yeah, turn, yeah. let me turn around. Hold on. It starts with, it starts with, with an A. Name. Uh, I have them right here. The uh, accused. Really? Oh, uh, accursed. 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 Right. But you know what? I think you're all crackly. Go. They are. They're. They're fantastic. Pick them up. Um, Phil has such a a good feel for you know I guess uh, pun implied here for for darkness. Um, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of a perfect book for him to write, and I I miss him on it. But it, you look at all of his stuff from you know Cawthon to um, you know even a book like The Anchor that that he that he wrote. He has such a good feel for just messed up, dark, supernatural things. And he can pull from different mythologies. And is the guy for, for being 
for being one of the most rock solid artists in the industry has become one of I think its most underrated writers and his run on on darkness was something that not a lot of people were talking about not a lot of pub was being made of it because it's the darkness and I think it's right there with what Ron Mars was doing with Witchblade and a lot of quite honestly a lot of top cow books that that have the stigma of what they were um, kind of born out of in the 90s. But you know what? There's some pretty damn good creative teams that have latched on to some characters that have two decades of staying power with them and are telling some pretty damn good stories. Yeah. Am I still shitty? You're oh, good. You're you know what? i got to totally agree with you. I think uh, Hester's Darkness is every bit as good as Ron Mars and uh, Sedgwick's Witchblade. And and you know how I feel about Witchblade. I I really like Mars's Witchblade. But Darkness, it's right up there. And uh, I was going to say something. Oh, and so you have a character that is is the bearer for this, this, I'm not going to say evil because it's not. It's the darkness. This, this, um, bloodthirsty force where he can, he's, he's like a black Green Lantern. He uses his will to summon the darkness, and whatever he can imagine, he can create out of the darkness. He can construct things out of this black force, right? So y- you would think, okay, it's going to be a very dark book, right? It's it's a mature reader's title. So Jackie doesn't go around saying, you're out of your flipping mind, right. you, you bad man. The language is harsh in it. Like he'll he'll say, "Get the fuck out of my face," uh, and it's 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 not like every page, but when it happens, it reminds you right. that that what you're reading is 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 it's raw, it's real, um, you know. So it's it's almost like a Vertigo book meets um, a very dark antihero super superhero type thing. But it's it's really good. I was I was not surprised because I I'm. I'm well aware of how good Hester can be, but I was surprised. So I was surprised that the darkness got this good because I just remember the Ennis, uh, Silvestri stuff, you know. And and to mm-hmm. to back to back up David, I read Darkness Pit, but brother, I can't tell you anything about the book other than it was really pretty. Yeah. The yeah. the zombie page with the the full page splash with the zombies is gorgeous, but as in terms of the story, I don't remember. It, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and Phil, and Phil jumps right into his run and kind of kind of redefines stuff, and then flips it upside and then flips it upside down and does it again. Yeah. and and in the last story yeah. that his swan song, he pulls shit from his first arc and yep. and brings it all together. It's nuts. Nice. It is. Yeah, it, but the thing that makes me kind of mad, I didn't read the hind stuff yet. Hello, am I still staticky? Yeah, everything is. It's not you. It's the right. The the new stuff is tied is subtitled Top Cow Rebirth, so they even rebooted the Hester stuff already. Yeah, wow. you gotta do that every once in a while. Mm, I guess. Yeah. How are we doing on time? I have no idea because of our technical. Thing. I think we got a half hour left. Yeah. Pretty sure. Right. At, le- at least a half hour. But uh, I'm going to hand it off. I, I, before we leave, though, I just want to talk about one issue. One single issue. Bogart. I'm not Bogarting anything. Who wants to go, Jason? 
okay. Well, the other thing I, I alluded to earlier that I read this week that I really enjoyed was <clears throat> uh, the uh, Angel and Faith uh, first uh, arc of Angel and Faith, which is, uh, as some might surmise, the uh, follow-up to the uh, Buffy season, uh, the you know the Buffy comic that ran for uh, was supposed to run for twenty-five issues and uh, uh, and then um, uh, ran instead for almost forty issues. This uh, picks up right where that left off. Um, it's it's a companion piece to the uh, to the new season of Buffy. Uh, that's that comic is being written by Joss Whedon. Um, this comic, Angel and Faith, is being written by Christos Gage, uh, with art by the aforementioned Rebecca Isaacs, um, as well as an issue by Phil Noto in here as well. Um, but um, Rebecca, for those that haven't seen her art, is is terrific. She's uh, she's done some, another book called DVH. She's doing this. Um, she actually did a, a member of my Avengers Jam piece. Very nice uh, young lady. Very very talented. Um, so I have had a um, a long interest in the Buffyverse. Uh, I watched the TV show from start to finish. Um, I've read a bunch of the comics, both uh, the older comics as well as the uh, the, the last season. Um, like many, even even I thought the last season of comics, even for the diehard, really tested our patience. It lasted a long time. It really dragged out toward the end. Um, so much so that I I, I left that thinking it, it was going to be a while before I read another. Buffy-related comic. Um, and I should also say that I've never, in spite of enjoying Angel, the TV show, I, I never for some reason picked up the, uh, the, any comic. Of the Angel yeah, the Angel comics in the past. I've read an issue here or there, but I, I never was a consistent reader of it. Um, but again, I, I, I was quite taken by Rebecca Isaac's work, and so I figured since she was being put on this book and it involved, involved characters that I have a, a familiarity with, uh, especially uh, Faith, who is of course, was portrayed by uh, the unbelievably attractive uh, Elijah Dushku uh, in real life. Um, I thought I'd pick it up, and and it. Um, I think, like a lot of, of licensed books, um, it does make the presumption that you know what happened before. Um, so, if you if you're just curious about Buffy or Angel, but you don't know a lot about them, I wouldn't say this is a great place to start. Um, there, there's a presumption here that you know a lot of the characters because. Almost everyone in this book um, has had um, prior appearances and uh, intertwinings, uh, either in the TV show or in some of the comics. Um, you know, um, so aside from from Angel and Faith, who are the, the stars of the book, you know, um, Giles is in in it. Well, at least flashbacks of Giles. Um, um, some of the the uh, the Buffy Slayers are in it. You know, the Army Slayers that were in the last season. Um, you've got Whistler. You've got two uh, henchmen of, of angels from another plot line. You've got um, Harmony. Um, you've got... Uh, there's just a lot of characters. Oh, again, um, Yeah, but, but again, you, uh, having known these characters from prior works made me, I think, enjoy them here a lot more than if I had no idea who they were because they don't, they don't take the time to flesh them out beyond you know, them just sort of being there. So... Um, if you know who they are and their conflicts and their personality, but if you don't, um, I think it's going to be a bit more of a challenge um, than than uh, you might want to start elsewhere. But um, the, the the first arc essentially takes place right after the events of the last Buffy season, um, and I don't, I mean, I, I don't know how, if we've been long enough that I could offer a spoiler on that or not, but. 
Um, presumably, if you had any interest at all, you know that that the main villain in that long-running arc was a, a villain called Twilight. Um, and then the internet, in one of the more famous uh, internet spoilers of all time, um, the internet went spoiled who Twilight was long before the comic came out, where he was, who, where the villain was revealed. Um, and and this sort of takes place with the aftermath. Um, it, those that are familiar with Angel as a character know that he is uh, a vampire with uh, you know with a soul, and as a result, he has uh, periods where he's been very very evil. Sometimes, someone say even at some points in his life, or I should say, his life as a vampire, the the most evil vampire alive. Uh, or again, alive is a bad choice of words, but you know that in existence. Um, and and at other times, he's been very much the hero. So he's in one of those modes where he feels he needs to make amends for some, shall we say, recent poor decisions. Um, Faith is going along for the ride because she feels she owes him for some of the things he's done for her in the past. Um, but also, she's there to keep an eye on him because she's worried that uh, his obsession in doing what he thinks is right may lead him to um, end up doing more harm than good. Um, and uh, and it's basically the the first part in their journey. This is an ongoing series. Um, I think thirteen or fourteen was just solicited. So it's coming out. Christos Gage definitely has an understanding of the voice of the characters. Um, you know, I, I know that uh, one of the issues I had with the with the uh, last uh, Buffy series is that uh, when Joss and Drew Goddard and some of the Buffy writers were writing it, or even. Um, uh, even Brian K. Vaughn I thought they were excellent. I thought that they really did a great job of captur- capturing the voices of the characters that we, we came to know so well in the TV show. But then for reasons, I don't know if it was scheduling or, or it was planned, um, a, a series of other writers were handed off the, the baton, including Jeff Loeb, who uh, absolutely butchered the characters in my opinion. <laughs> um, but the point is, is I, I felt like that series lost their voices. Um, but Christos does a great job. Uh, he, he, Everyone from minor characters to to the to the main protagonist of the book, I felt were very evocative of the of the stuff I'd seen um, before in TV and, and in the comics. So that was great, very very comforting. Um, good action, um, definitely uh, 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 does a nice job in terms of setting up a broader ongoing plot line, um, which you can I won't spoil here. Um, but but then at the same point in time, the the six issues that are in this book are wholly complete. Until have a beginning, middle, and end. So I think that's nice when when they don't lose sight of that, you know, and they won't form idea get in the way of telling enter- entertaining comics. So um, yeah, really, really enjoyable. I, like I said, Isaac's is a she's a beast. She yeah, she handles her business. Um, yeah. uh, Christos, you know, he does a nice job of bringing in a little bit of the funny, which I think is an important part of Buffy, um, but not at the expense of the gravitas of the of the more in, you know, insidious uh, situations. Um, Isaacs does a great job of, you know, um, sometimes when you're doing a book that's a licensed book with characters that people know well, you can try almost too hard to make the characters look like, you know, it's a little bit damned if you can, if you don't, if, if you, if you go completely off model, a lot of people are going to just like that. If you try too hard and, and they use like screen captures and stuff, it can look stiff. And she does neither. I mean, she does a great job. Uh, to me, I mean, Faith looks like Dushku. You know, Angel looks like David Boreanaz. But, but it's clearly... I would be shocked if she used any kind of, of, of models or screen caps. It looks to me like she just has a clear picture of what these people look like and then just cartooned with those people in her mind. And, uh, and, and that's terrific. Um, 
So, yeah, I highly recommend this to anyone that likes these characters. I know there are a lot of people out there because the sales for these books have always been terrific. Um, and, and again, like many of you out there, I tired greatly of, of, of season eight. And, um, and yet, even if you tired, I would recommend jumping back in for this. Um, I'm not reading the new Buffy series. I may come back and read it. But again, I was a little burnt out from the way that last one ended. So I'm going to kind of wait to have you know, some collections of that build up and we'll see what people think of it. But this is, uh, is definitely you know, sated me. Um, and it had been a few years since I really had seen an Angel-centric storyline. But I, I really did enjoy his TV show. So um, two thumbs up on this one for sure. Cool. Nice. That's awesome. Sounds good. It's Buffy, so I won't read it. But it sounds good. <laughs> 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 yeah, you never been a Buffy fan, right? No, unfortunately not. I, 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 and it's not. I put the time in. I watched a bunch of seasons. And oh, just, did you? Yeah, I just. Uh, I think I bid that show adieu when the musical episode came out. Oh, oh which is so awesome! Wow, yeah, it so really awesome, is. Dude. It was. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. The musical episode's so awesome. It is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to save my Savage Dragon for my In Your Travels. How about that? And so we can, oh, we can right. start going down that exit ramp. Uh, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your funny books and collectibles at huge Wumba discounts, 35 to 75% off, special spotlighted sales. They ship them all nice and secure to your house. You don't even have to leave your couch. It is the best. DC, they are the best. DCBService.com in your travels. It's no secret that Savage Dragon is one of my favorite books. I recently caught up on 10 issues. Um, yeah, 170 to 180, which came out today. And, uh, Larson's narrative moves like a hummingbird with ADD. No, it moves like a hummingbird. He is, he moves at a, a blistering clip. Get this. This is just in 10 issues. And, and I'll do it quickly because I want to get to the, the meat at the end. Um, Mighty Man comes back. He returns. Wow. Yes. Although not in the body of his one-time host, Ann Stevens, but through her in- infant daughter. Now imagine a baby wielding the godlike powers of, uh, the, the wizard Fonte. Uh, it's like, Shaz- it's like a baby with a, with a Shazam gun. <laughs> no, Fonte. The wizard. That's, needless to say, the baby breaks a lot of shit. Um, Skullface's son, Kevin, who goes by the name of Thunderhead now, begins rolling with the vicious circle when he's told that the criminal organization has the power to bring his father back from the dead through something called Project Born Again. Malcolm lets anger get the best of him during a battle with the uber-patriotic Warren Terror and kills him. Guy's name's Warren Terror. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> <That's nice>. Mr. <laughs> Shut up. Mr. Glum. I like, I'm saying that's good. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you were being, all right, good. <laughs> Mr. Glum and the alternate angel take a break, uh, raising hell in Dimension X and travel to Earth for a cheeseburger. Uh, cheeseburger. But when their cover's blown, the battle erupts. Angel's gravely wounded by Daredevil's hastily thrown boomerang. The Daredevil from Project Superpowers. Um, for, forcing Glum to seek the aid of robot Rex Dexter, currently fighting for his life in Dimension X. Meanwhile, in Dimension X, Death Seed, in the organic body of Rex Dexter, breaches the portal from Dimension X and drags in an army of Asorbanoids with him and attacks the Earth. Dragon is back. 
That's yes, right. Dragon is back. Uh, he's purged of the Emperor Kerr consciousness, thanks to the efforts of his one-time nemesis, Dark Lord, and is reunited with his people, the nomadic, peace-loving Krylans, uh, currently in search of a world to call their own. Uh, this is really cool. In the Vanguard backup, there's a war, a long-time war between the Calyptians, which is Vanguard's race, and the Terranians, uh, and this war spills into the main feature. And pulls everybody into the mix. Dragon, Malcolm, Angel, just everybody's fighting these these uh, Terranians. But the issue that really caught my fancy is 177. Get this. Uh, a superpowered skirmish shakes and jostles the surface of the earth, which causes the water currents to behave in unexpected ways, which carries the body of a recently deceased man buried at sea into the highly radioactive tsunami-induced stew surrounding the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plants, <laughs> the body returns to life, and radioactivity mutates it into a gigantic, green, America-hating machine. Osama Bin Laden lives again. <laughs> a gigantic Osama Bin Laden. And, and he starts tromping on, on Chicago, right? And uh, ultimately, uh, he's lured to his demise by Whitney Houston. <laughs> wow. Hey, you know, I, I'm thinking if the government can use Osama as a boogeyman, why not Eric Larson, right? It's but, the truth. Yeah, but he redeems himself. It, it's, it's an extremely bad taste, really, because it not only brings in Osama bin Laden and all the shit he caused, but he, he brings a very, very bad... Uh, situation with the Fukushima into it too but at the end he, uh, Malcolm says that was a human being I can't believe I was just applauding the death of a fellow human being so he's there's a little bit of political and social commentary in this thing like yeah when, when they said that they shot uh, they killed Obama everybody's like yeah America you know so he kind of makes a little bit of commentary on that in here but ultimately uh, Osama goes boom <laughs> Read Savage Dragon because yeah. it's the, it's the shit. It is uh. so good <laughs> every month. I, he is. He is. Yeah. Go. Uh, my uh, In Your Travels is a book that uh, took a long time to come out, and I'm not going to hold that against the book. Uh, I, I was going to uh, I was going to talk about the first six issues tonight, but uh, but we ran out of time. And I will hope we didn't be able really to talk though. About. You can talk about it now if you want. <laughs> no, but that's but I'm okay. Not, I'm not going to do that. All right. What is it? What it is? I'm going to tease that uh, hopefully um, we'll all be able to talk about all 12 issues next week of what I think will be one of the um, one of the books that we look back on this last decade and say that was really good. Ooh. And that is, uh, that's the 12 by, uh, JMS Ooh. and Chris Weston. Um, oh. you know, it's, it, it's a, it's a series that was kind of, you know, beleaguered by delays and, you know, uh, a, a lot of anti JMS, um, feelings because of what was going on with some of the other books that he was oh, writing yeah. at the time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but I Walking. think as, I think as it, I think as it's collected, as as one piece, I think uh, I think the twelve is going to uh, is going to stand up and and be a book that uh, that years from now people are gonna are gonna say yeah that was a, that was a really solid read for that time. So, I'll read that. 
for next week. And Chris Weston is is a beast. He's so Oh, good. yeah. Ministry of he's, Space is sick. Yeah. Oh, he's so good. So good. So uh, so that, and then my other in your travels, uh, to double up a little bit, um, go out and buy the Battle Pug hardcover that comes out on uh, 4th of July. Hardcover? No shit. Good for you. you. Got it. From Dark Horse. Yeah, it's from Dark yeah, Horse. Norton's blowing up like... Uh, Good for him. Mrs. Blackberry. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. <laughs> he's fucker. He's blowing. He's blowing up like Vince's palm pilot. <laughs> uh, like and new- he he's also drawing uh, it girl for Image. And and God, I've read the first two issues of Revival. Holy shit, is that going to be a good series? How the hell have you read issue two? Uh, because I know my contempt. Jesus. Oh, cool guy. Look at you people who know people I it's like my it. chicago connection wish, um revival <laughs> revival is fucking awesome get it get it get, get it you have to get it get and it and someone at one of someone started kickstarter program to uh to uh, build a new roof for vince so we don't hear the rain <laughs> the tide coming in fuck i got a great deluge. <laughs> makes no sense it's perfectly calm outside no wind no nothing yeah, I don't even have I don't even have the window open. Can you it is. that thing? You, what? <laughs> I can. <laughs> I don't hear anything. It's nothing. We do. It's massively bad. <laughs> uh. Hey. Oh man, I uh, I I, I want to recommend a book that is that well the first arc anyway. Uh, drawn by Butch Guys, but it has the best of John Bushima and some Jack Kirby and some oh, Stephen thrown in. This is okay. the Winter Soldier. If if it, it it's you know to hell with 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 fear itself or how you feel about you know Bucky coming back or anything. This is this stands alone. He died. It's hey, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. It it's just it's um it's. It really does feel like that old Nick Fury Agent of Shield book that 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 Stranko drew, and it there's some uh, you're 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 going along with what um, Bucky and Natasha, the, the Black Widow, are are dealing with. Jasper Sitwell is uh, is their liaison with Shield. It's just there's some it visually it's. It's very pretty, but uh, Brubaker and soon to be Brubaker's only Marvel book. Uh, this is, yeah. I you know I haven't aside from the the well the recent arc that that Alan Davis and Mark Farmer did. I I haven't um, I haven't been reading much Brubaker's Captain America. This is aside from Criminal and and um, and Fatal and and any creator owned stuff Brubaker's doing like Incognito. I'm not really paying much attention to his his Marvel work except for Winter Soldier, and this is just this is fun. The the second arc just started. Um, it's uh, we start off with um, there were three Russian sleeper agents that were activated, and the first arc also deals with Doctor Doom, and there's uh, there's the Red Ghost, who actually finally seemed somewhat menacing. In this in this original in this initial story, but uh, the uh, the second arc deals with the third sleeper agent that they hadn't found up until this point. This one is um, is drawn by uh, Michael Lark 
and it's 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 not Geist, but it still works for for what the the Same school. Yeah, Same no, school. I mean, and it's 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 fitting for the story Brew Baker's telling. So I have I I do recommend Winter Soldier. So check it out. Check it. That is, uh, yeah, Brubaker said this. Jiggy, jiggy. His, his favorite stuff that he's done at Marvel. Nice. You know, I got to say, no offense to the creators involved, but killing off Bucky in, in uh, Fear Itself was, was really stupid. Or, yeah, it, transparent, maybe. It, it didn't make any sense. Like, why would you... You, you, you guys remember whenever I died in episode 207? <laughs> and you guys brought me back in episode 2010? <laughs> 2010. Well, <laughs> wow, yeah. Tom Brevoort made us bring you back. Yeah. We didn't want to. No, it lot. just doesn't make sense why they would invest all that time and energy in cultivating this supposedly new character and then piss him away in a stupid, shitty because event. Because they have a mandate where they will kill a minor or semi-minor <laughs> character every three months. Makes no sense. It's hollow. You know, and it's hollow. and have, we, have, have we started the pool on AVX, who's going to die? Well, I don't. I don't know. I, we'd have to pay attention to it to, to, <laughs> to formulate a cool. I, any event. I know who it is, it and, and, I, and I know who it's going to make angry. I know. Anyway, oh, so you just you just revealed it. To, since we're keeping it positive, and Chris isn't allowed to say what he's about to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Scotty Young, when he was guesting a few weeks ago, mentioned we we ended up getting into a conversation about anthologies and how much we all love them. And he recommended at the time a thing called the Anthology Project. Uh, and actually, while he was gushing about it on the episode, just as I did with Razzle tonight with Vince, I went to the uh, website and ordered the the works. Um, there have been two uh, hardcovers: uh, Anthology Project Volume One and Anthology Project Volume Two, uh, put out by uh, Joy Ang and Nick Thornborough. They're the editors and curators, two Canadian creators. Um, the first one was nominated last year for uh, Best Anthology at the Eisners. I didn't win, but um, the, the second one I suspect will probably be in the running as well. Uh, the second one actually was a Kickstarter project, but I hadn't heard of it at the time, so um, I just I bought the books from directly from them. But I've read the first one. I've gotten them both, and I've read the first one, and it is a artistic tour de freaking force. Not surprised because Scotty gushed about it. That's true. Pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah, keen eye for these things, but but um, you know, as with all anthologies, you you know, not every story is likely to grab you in the same way because by design they're pretty varied in their in their tone and and duration and 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 focus. But but that said, what I will say about this anthology is, regardless of the power of any individual story, every single page of artwork is just astoundingly beautiful uh it's it's visually a book that i could see paging through happily you know a dozen times without getting tired of it um so again it's it's i'm not sure you can find it you know probably at some of the more well-heeled comic book stores uh in you know different city centers you could probably find it but um i don't think it's available on on amazon i think your best bet is to go directly to the site theanthologyproject.com and give it a look. There's plenty of preview pages and stuff if you want to see what I'm talking about. Um, and you do get a discount if you buy both uh, both volumes uh, at the same time. But uh, kudos to Scotty and kudos to Joy Ong and Nick Thornborough. 
and hopefully um, the um, success of these first two volumes will portend a third volume uh, this year because it's, uh, it's, it's beautiful stuff. And kudos to the listener for putting up with our audio difficulties this episode. Oh, seriously. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we hope they will not recur next week. Really. We seriously. Thank you for being here, everybody. And we'll be back on the nonce. Whatever that oh, means. Whatever oh, yeah. that means. I'm going to uh, be in Cleveland next week. Oh, nice. Thanks for telling us. Cleveland rocks. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about the way Fourth of July is, is Wednesday. It's Wednesday, yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, so we can't do it Thursday, so... um, We can't do it Thursday? Because you have it's, softball. No, I'm good, I'm, I'm good next week. I'm, oh, I'm good. good next Thursday. So there you go. We'll be okay. back um, okay. usual time plus one next week. Okay. Yes. So ha- happy Fourth of July to everybody. Yeah, don't get your finger there. blown off by an oh, M80. Oh. Yeah, don't, don't be stupid. And don't throw them at animals, you retards. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank, you for, <laughs> Thank you for being... You can do Talking that. Talking to you, Sarah Palin. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. She can see Russia from our house. That's... No kidding. Maybe. She's hot. <laughs> so I was waiting for it. Not anymore. Yeah, nah. she's still hot. Nah, the deal with the devil wore off and snap. She, yeah, not looking good. She's kind of like uh, Beverly D'Angelo these days. Oh. I'd still numb that area. Dude, you want to hear something baffling? Uh. Chris will appreciate this more than uh, you, Vincent. Are we recording or no? No. Bye. All right, yeah. Uh, Can't get in. We don't care. Bye. Later. Down with your bad self. There you go.